Have you ever felt like giving up, quitting, throwing in the towel? Welcome to Never Ever Give Up Hope featuring Carol Graham. She's an author, health coach, and motivational speaker. Backed into a corner multiple times in her life, Carol shares with you stories on how she overcame some of the toughest obstacles a person can go through in life, but refused to give up hope. Rather than admit defeat, an opportunity was presented, and it involves each and every one of you. Carol will feature spectacular guests who will share their messages of hope, encouragement, and their inspiration to prove why life's adversities only make you stronger. And now, welcoming the host of the show, here's Carol Graham. Thank you, JJ, for that introduction. With me today on Never Ever Give Up Hope is Teresa Bruni. She is a certified professional life coach, an in-demand keynote speaker, co-author of an, a book entitled An Unsinkable Soul from Fear to Fabulous. She is also a member of International Coach Federation, Psychology Today, and eWomen Network. She is the founder of Less Fear, More Flow. And we are excited to have her and to hear what she has to share about her incredible life change today. Welcome, Teresa. Thank you, Carol. I'm thrilled to be here with you today. First of all, let's start with talking about your struggles with your own health issues. I had read in your bio that you suffered for a decade or more. And as you share that, also tell us at what point during that struggle that you began to realize that you were the one that was in control of your own health and the steps you took. I'd love to share my story. First of all, um, up to that time in my life, I had never been sick. Um, I had never been in the hospital. I'd never broken a bone or had stitches. The worst thing I ever had was maybe some sort of an infection. Um, and the doctors gave me antibiotics and I got well. So suddenly I found myself in a place where um, I was having recurring sinus infections and upper respiratory infections, and I could not get well. Um, I was on a, um, I was pretty much on a course of antibiotics for nearly 10 months. Oh um, my goodness. Yeah. And when, and, um, when I went back to my doctor, because I still wasn't well, he said, I think it's time you see a specialist. Well, you know what? I'd already kind of figured that out for myself. <laughs> so, so I told him, yeah, I've got an, I've got an appointment. Um, so uh, part of what I learned on my journey was that being on antibiotics for such a long period of time actually damages your immune system, you know, that's but right. that's part, but that's part of a longer story. So, and I was still working at the time. So um, so I ended up having my first surgery, which was sinus surgery. Um, and I still did not get well. 
long story short, I went out on disability because I just, I, I could no longer function. I couldn't stay awake at work. I was calling in sick all the time. And, um, and I remained undiagnosed, uh, probably for about two years. Wow. Um, so at that point in my life, I just, I trusted the medical community. Um, I thought that they would cure me because they always had. And, um, so I just put my faith in, in the medical community and I did what they told me to do. Um, seven years into that journey, I just, I just realized, you know, I said, this is, I've been on disability now for seven years and I don't want to live like this anymore. I want to get better. I want my life back. I want to go back to work. I was very active prior to all of this. I had a great corporate job. I volunteered for committees in my local community. I played corporate on the corporate volleyball team. You know, I was an active, healthy individual, and and I wanted that life back. Um, being on disability cut my income by forty percent. Um, my new career was one of going to doctors' offices, and I'd pretty much I'd had enough. So, I made a commitment to myself to find my own way back. Now, um, this was before the internet, so mm. I. Yeah, I did. This was before personal. We had personal computers in our homes. And um, actually, in my corporate career, I, w I was running mainframe computer systems. That was my job. Okay. Um, and PCs had just come on the horizon, but people did not have them in their homes yet. The point of that is I, I couldn't just go to the Internet and Google for information. Um, so I spent a lot of time at the library and in bookstores and the, the number one most important thing that I did is I turned within and I looked within myself for answers to get well. And, um, and my recovery took almost three years, but I did return to work in 1999 and I've been back to work full time since 1999. So I'm, I'm very, very proud of that. Very proud. Absolutely. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I thought you were going to continue. <laughs> I'd love to continue. <laughs> Go what, ahead. What, what, yeah. What part would you like me to, to talk more about? Well, I, um, Basically, then what happened and what changes you made at that point when you realized you had to look within, what changes did you make then to improve your health? Well, I did a lot of, of different things. And here are some techniques that I can share with your listeners, anyone who might be struggling with their with their health right now. Um, you know, um the doctors would would sometimes ask me uh, what was going on in your life when all of this started. And um, and I was going through a divorce and I had some other family issues happening simultaneously. Um, I was not happy uh, with with the one job that I was in, but I had I did eventually leave that job and when I went out on disability, I was working a job that I loved. Um, and I, but I wasn't willing to tell the doctors all of that because I did not want to admit that 
my emotions um, had anything to do with my physical health. As far as I was concerned, um, the only thing that connected my mind to my body was my neck. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's a very good point. <laughs> Many of us we cannot relate to that. <laughs> yeah. So, so it wasn't until I really sat down and started to deal with um, my emotions. And so typically what we learn to do as adults is we have an emotion, um, anger, um, hurt, upset. Um, there's a zillion, you know, there's a zillion emotions and we tend to stuff it down. And this sometimes it happens for two reasons. Number one, it's uncomfortable to feel those emotions. And number two, a lot of times this is what we're trained to do over time. You know, don't put yourself first. Just shove that down and continue on and just trudge up that hill, you know. Um, and it and it wasn't until I really sat down and looked at um, my anger issues, my deep seated hurt and all of those emotional things that were happening in my life, um, my my feeling of. Uh, lack of self-worth. Um, and when I started to clear up those issues, that's when my health miraculously started to improve. So some of the techniques that I used, one very powerful technique was one day I was in the bathroom brushing my teeth and I, and I just happened to really look myself in the eyes. And I realized that I did not recognize who I was. And this was after being, you know, chronically ill for over seven years, because you have to remember I was chronically ill before I went out on disability. Um, And I realized that I didn't recognize myself. And I just sat there and I stared into the mirror and I stared right into my own eyes. And I and I started that as a daily practice to get reacquainted with myself. And I would actually have a dialogue with myself in the mirror. And now I read about it in books. It's called mirror, mirror work. Yes. Um, And you know, if you do a search for on the internet for mirror work, you'll find that a lot of people are talking about it, but this is something I discovered on my own just when I was brushing my teeth and looking in the mirror. Um, I started visualizing how I wanted my life to be. You know, every day I would take 10 minutes and I would visualize myself in in my happy place, which happens to be on a tropical beach, mm-hmm. um, uh, power walking early in the morning, power walking down that beach and making plans in my head about what my day was going to be like. And then, you know, having the energy to go out dancing that night. Um, and I and I took 10 minutes every day to do that visualization. Um, and now we're if you do some research on visualization, you'll actually find out that the Olympic athletes take time to visualize their wins, um, because when you take time to visualize what you want, whether it's business success, better health, whatever, you know, a puppy dog, whatever, um, you're actually programming your goals into your subconscious. Um, So that's another technique that I used. Um, 
I did, um, I did healing meditations. Um, I, I was seeing a nutritionist. I changed my diet. I gave up sugar and caffeine. I did anything and everything that I could do for myself that was not going to damage my health further. When you were talking about the mirror, I remember years ago, um, I was talking to a woman who had unbelievable low self-esteem to the point of suicidal tendencies. And it just came to me to have her look in the mirror and tell herself that she loved herself. Now, that took a long time. And I stood with her long time, meaning over a course of weeks, until she could actually do that, to look at herself and say, I love you. And then the second step was to look at herself and to say, you're beautiful. And it just brought phenomenal change in in her life and so I know that there is it's where our focus is and if our focus is in the negative and how awful we are and how ugly we are and how unloved we are that's what we become and I'll I will warn your listeners anyone who wants to try this it is incredibly powerful work so expect the tears to come um but uh you know, I always remind my coaching clients when I'm working with them and they start to cry. That is a great sign because that means that you're releasing that emotion. Tears symbolize a releasing of emotion. So it's good. It's good, healthy work. So when the tears start to come, don't hold back. Let them out because there's a lot of pain in there that needs to come out. Have you, I'm, I'm sure you have come across um I don't know if it's 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 new or uh, the medical profession now will actually admit that emotions have a tremendous impact on our health, whereas years ago, I believe they poo pooed it. That is partially true, Carol. It, it really depends on your doctor. OK. Uh, and so. Uh, That is another thing that I do in my coaching practice is I help my clients to become empowered patients. Um, It is absolutely essential that you are comfortable with the doctors and and the other healthcare professionals who are treating you. So um, it's very important to remember that medical science is a science and so um, there is beginning to be a shift so for instance we have the cancer treatment treatment centers of america if you watch their commercials you'll recognize that they're taking a mind body spiritual approach and that's exactly what i do in my practice Um, but not all doctors are like that Um, Uh, Too many doctors are still, you know, scientifically based. And so they are going to just give you the facts as they know the facts. Um, I made a, a Facebook post recently on my business page that said just because medical science tells you there's no cure, it doesn't mean there is no cure. It simply means they haven't found it yet. That's right. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. 
So you can, I mean, you know, you can heal yourself. That's what miracles are all about. You know, that's that, that's that one in every hundred whose terminal cancer went into remission. Um, that's what miracles are about. And doctors aren't going to talk to you about miracles because they can't prove them scientifically. That's absolutely right. And I think now, that we don't have to look far to find them. Right. Now, some doctors will. You know, I happen to have um, I had I had a team of healthcare professionals, but uh, my local doctor, uh, my primary care physician, um, we had some agreements. And, you know, if it wasn't going to hurt me, he allowed me to try it and he encouraged me to try it. Um, so we agreed we were going to think outside of the box. And? And I got well. <laughs> <laughs> you probably don't know this about me, Teresa, but I am a health coach. And so I'm totally relating to what you are saying. And one of the things that I often say to my clients is that the body has the ability to heal itself when given the proper tools. And in essence, that is what you're saying, because it's the whole body. It's not just the physical body that we Correct. need to feed, you know, with the proper tools. And we can reach optimum health. I completely and totally believe that. And I've seen it too often, including within myself. And you are another prime example. And what a place to be compared to where you were. Yeah. You know, there is yeah. there there is no uh, I mean, <laughs> it's on total opposite ends of the spectrum. And where do you want to live? Do you want to live back there? Or do you want to live, you know, in good health? Well, that is great news. And I'm glad that you shared that part of your story. Is there anything else you want to say a, a, along those lines? Well, I would just like to comment on what you just said. You know, the body, our body is made up of trillions of cells and our cells have emotional intelligence as well. Mm -hmm. uh, most, most of us think about our emotions you know, coming from our, our gut, you know, our gut instincts and our, and our intuition. But every cell in your body has emotions and your cells are constantly striving for wellness. Um, one thing that I love to do is when I cut myself and I don't like that part, but, it, you know, if I cut myself or let's say I'm doing yard work and a sticker bush gets me or something like that, I love to watch my body heal. Um, you can have a horrible chronic condition. And if you cut yourself in the kitchen, um, your body will will heal that cut. It's just amazing. It's just amazing. You're and right. that's you know, that's just proof that your body is always healing itself, whether you see it or not. It's always trying to heal, heal itself. So what we need to do is give it what it needs to, to, you know, reach that healing. That's so right. I agree. I agree with what you said completely. One of the things, um, as you were talking a little earlier, you were talking about burying, burying our emotions. Um, I don't know if you've heard this before or not, or if you can expound on this, but I have heard over the years that women in particular bury their emotions into their reproductive system and men mm -hmm. bury them into their chest cavity. Have you heard anything along those lines? And hence, that's, go ahead. I haven't heard about the men um, burying it into their chest cavities, but women, um, 
Oh, we women, we're so busy doing <laughs> for other people, you know. Um, That's part I of can, it, right? Yeah. Well, I can tell you this. Um, I do an energy assessment that measures conscious energy, which which tells me how a client views life. And the one thing that I love about this assessment is is most assessments that people take tell them how they who they are. This assessment tells you how you're being, which can be changed. So level four energy is caregiver energy. And I find that my clients, my female clients who have cancer, have way too much level four energy. And what that means is that they're so busy doing for others, they put their own welfare aside. And so naturally that that, you know, brings us back to what you said about um, burying their emotions into their reproductive organs and also their breasts because your your breasts represent nurturing. Yes, that's a good point. Right. Excellent. That's why we have so much breast cancer and, you know, female cancers. Ladies, you need to take care of yourselves. That's right. Excellent point. Yeah, I I, I appreciated that. Um, you mentioned something in your bio that you said that you had to learn to trust yourself again. Was that in the area of your health or what did you mean by that? So here's what I mean by that. I talked a lot about facing my emotions. So um, and I also talked about how we stuff our emotions down. And we do that for a couple of reasons. First of all, a lot of times we've been taught to do that. And secondly, because they're painful. I mean, who wants to sit there and face all that stuff? (laughs) So so um, when you're doing that, when you're stuffing your emotions down, um, you you're actually blocking your intuition and your intuitive nature because you're not listening to your body. And so when you start to reverse that, and that doesn't happen overnight, that takes some time. When you start to reverse that and you really start listening to your body, you can get back in touch with your intuition. And um, you can start trusting yourself again. So, you know, I've been back to work 16 years. I'm still learning I'm still learning to listen to my body because your body will tell you everything you need to know. I've said that my whole life. I totally yep. agree. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's an ongoing learning process. So, um, so I want to be sure I answered your question. Did that answer your question? Yes, it did. Yes, okay, thank you. Great. So, tell tell us about your book. Okay, so. Um, uh, an Unsinkable Soul from Fear to Fabulous. Um, you can find that on Amazon, first of all. It's a co-author project, and it's 22 inspiring stories by 22 authors um, who pretty much hit rock bottom and found their way back. So there's a story in there, you know, that almost everyone uh, who's listening to this can relate to. In what areas you're talking, you're not talking just strictly health, are you? No, there were, you know, there, there are 
people who talk about um, the loss of a loved one. Um, uh, there's stories in there about um, mental illness in the family, um, natural disasters uh, such as tsunamis, people who have been through through real life changing events. And of, and of course, my story is in there as well about my journey with chronic illness. That sounds excellent. And obviously, all of these people have an upside yes. to, to the end of their story. That's yes. excellent. So that is called an unsinkable, where is an it? Uns- an unsinkable soul from fear to fabulous. All right, we'll be definitely have that on on your web page when we do this podcast. Now, um, your website, tell us about that. And so where my we web- can find you. Okay, so um, you can you can key in either of these. You can key in my name, TeresaBruni.com, or you can key in LessFearMoreFlow.com. They both go to the same place. Um, there is, you know, a free ebook on there, um, how we sabotage our, our health. And there, there, there's a lot of really good information on my website if people just want to, you know, read up on um, what role a health coach plays and um, the value of using a health coach. I've got some great statistics on the, the medical community. Um, um, I just like to, to add right here that if you do your research, um, the Centers for Disease Control estimate that 45% of the American population has at least one chronic health condition. And, um, and 50% of all deaths in America are related to chronic health conditions. So when you look at those statistics, I think you have to admit that medical science is is missing something. Um, I'm not here to bash medical science. I think we need them. If I had a heart attack, I would want to go to the hospital. Uh, So we definitely need medical science, but there's a piece missing. And that's the piece that people like you and I bring in when it comes to helping our clients recover. I think a lot of that is, like you just said, I mean, if I had a broken arm or a broken leg or whatever, that's the first place that I would want to be. But we as in doctors are so overworked and they do not have the education in the, in the field of nutrition unless they choose to get it. It's not a requirement. And so, you know, they really don't have the resources unless they take the time and the effort and most of them are so busy they don't have that you know that luxury and so that's why we this is what I tell my clients as well instead of depending upon strictly the medical science world the world of physicians to help you improve your health you need to take it into your own hands and it doesn't mean that you will not use the medical profession to help you but it is just one piece of the you know the whole um, uh, spectrum of what you need so most definitely I mean we are not here to bash the medical profession in any way shape or form but we also need to use common sense 
Absolutely. And and the other thing I'd like to add in their defense is as Americans, we have become lazy and we we're always searching for the easy fix. If we're 100 pounds overweight, you know, we want that diet pill or right. we want to have our stomach stapled. If we have diabetes, um, we want to take that pill to lower our blood sugar as opposed to taking the proper nutritional steps. We still want to drink our diet Cokes and eat our fried chicken and just go to the doctor and get a pill. So part of it, part of (laughs) No, you're right. Absolutely. I'm laughing because I'm I'm agreeing with you. No, you're right. Laziness is one thing I never thought about, but you're absolutely right. It's much easier to get a pill than it is to do something. (laughs) <laughs> yes. So, so we have become lazy. We want that quick fix. So part of the problem, you know, we're contributors to the problem. We can't put all the, all the blame on, on medical science. 100% total agreement with you. You have been a fountain of information, Teresa, there. And I hope that um, people are challenged to look into themselves and to look at where they are emotionally, physically, you know, as you have challenged them today. What is your call to action for our listeners today? Well, if they're interested in um, having a a complimentary session with me uh, to see how they might be able to um, learn some other techniques to improve their health, they can simply go to this web page, which is Again, my name, TeresaBruni.com slash healing, H-E-A-L-I-N-G. Okay. And on that page, they can, um, they can put in a request. They can fill out a form and tell me a little bit about themselves and put in a request to be scheduled for uh, a one-hour session with me. And on that session, we'll... We'll talk about their health challenges. And then if we have the opportunity, I'll actually do some healing with them. Okay, I will put that link on on your page as well from this podcast. So there will be um, different ways that they can contact you. And that will all be there. And so we'll be sure that, you know, you'll be given they will be given that opportunity without any <laughs> without any hassle. That's the whole point, right? Right. To find you. So, Teresa Bruni, we thank you so much for taking the time out of your very busy day and your busy life and for sharing with us not only your story, but tips on how we can improve and some avenues to and direction that we can take. It's been very informative, and I sincerely thank you. Thank you, Carol. It was my pleasure to be here. Okay, thank you, and hopefully we'll talk again. Okay. Thank you for listening to Never Ever Give Up Hope, featuring Carol Graham. Did you know that most people succeed because they are determined to? Quitting was never an option. Carol loves your comments and will respond to each one. So please subscribe and review this podcast. A rating of five stars would be outstanding and appreciated. Remember, if you are still here, there is always hope.